Well, hey there guys, welcome back to a brand new episode of Avatar The After Show. Uh, this is the one and only show where we talk about every single episode of Avatar The Last Airbender. And we're here guys, we are here. We are talking about the series finale of Avatar The Last Airbender. It's crazy, it's crazy. It's, it, it's just, it blows my mind. That we've come to this point where we are reviewing the finale. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. And 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 the and the episode that we are reviewing is titled Sozin's Comet. Now, I know a lot of people are are saying, but Zeke isn't the isn't this split in the aren't there four parts to the finale you know um yes and no it's it's a little complicated so yes the episodes are split into four parts but similarly to how i reviewed the whenever i would review the two-part episodes into one episode that's kind of what I'm going to do here. I'm going to review the all four parts into one episode because that's kind of how, that's always how I've viewed the finale. Uh, I've always liked watching the finale as one big giant uh, movie uh, instead of just watching the four parts separately, you know. Um, and I'm going to get into that when I get into the review. But before we do any of that, Let's go ahead and uh, get some housekeeping off. Uh, don't forget, guys, if you, uh, don't forget to uh, subscribe to the podcast. And if you are new to the podcast, welcome. Um, if you're new to the podcast, please leave us a review on Spotify. That's going to help us grow. Uh, it's going to help us do more stuff with the podcast. Um, and, and, you know, possibly, maybe in the future, get a sponsor. Who knows? Um, so yeah, go ahead and leave a review uh, on Spotify. It's gonna help. That's gonna help us a lot. And uh, yes, yeah, just subscribe to the Zeke Senso Pictures YouTube channel. Um, I have. I'm gonna. I I did fall back. I I I meant to record more out of the theater reactions uh, for a few movies that I saw. But, uh, yeah, just got super busy, didn't have time to, to record any, so, um, so, yeah, um, alright, let's go ahead and just get right into this, let's talk about, let's talk about the, f uh, well, first of all, let's recap what happened last week, uh, last week, our favorite characters went to see a play about themselves, uh, what they experienced was a, was terrible portrayals about them and their stories. Aang and Katara discussed their future. Zuko felt ashamed that the play is reflecting his terrible decisions. And Toph just got to enjoy seeing a big buff guy portraying her. Uh, the play ended with Aang being defeated by the Fire Lord and our heroes looking shocked at knowing, what the stakes, uh, knowing the stakes of what is to come. And now that leads us right into 
Sozin's Comet, Season 3, Episodes 18 through 21. This episode debuted as one big giant episode on July 18th, 2008. Part 1 was directed by Ethan Spaulding. Part 2 was directed by Giancarlo Volpe. And Parts 3 and 4 were directed by Joaquin Dos Santos, who is also one of the co-directors of the best movie of this year so far, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. And the episodes are written, Part 1 written by Don, Michael Dante DiMartino, Part 2 written by Aaron Hiaz, and Parts 3 and 4 written by the show's creators Michael Dante DiMartino and Brian Konietzo. Konietzko. Uh, uh, and the animation part one is done by JM Animation, part two done by Moy Animation, and part three, is a, three and four done by JM Animation. So we're going to go through this. Uh, we're going to go through all four parts. And uh, let me just bring up the episode recaps here. So that I could run through and talk about it. And let's get started. Let's let's start breaking down the finale. Starting with part one. Titled The Phoenix. Sozin's Comet Part 1. The Phoenix King. Uh, so we open with the, our characters uh, at Ember Island. Aang is practicing his firebending while Zuko watches. Um, Zuko is demanding him to be more, fero uh, more ferocious, um, and then, uh, Aang makes an attempt, makes an attempt to, uh, at a particular move, and does much better on the second attempt. Um, Katara brings out some uh, watermelon juice for everybody, and Aang gets excited. He uh, he's running to go get some, and then Zuko uh, is like, "Hey, your training's not over yet." Um, uh, and then Zuko criticizes everyone for being lazy, and Sokka's idea is to have a beach party. Uh. And everyone builds their own little sculptures with sand. Uh, Aang makes a, uh, uh, a sand version of Appa. Toph uses sand bending to make, uh, to make the entire city of Ba Sing Se. And then we see what Sokka made. And Sokka makes a, uh, Hideous, uh, a horrible sand sculpture of Suki. Uh, is that a giant blob monster? No, it's Suki. <laughs> uh, and then, as they're having fun, Zuko then comes in and starts attacking Aang. Uh... They Zuko chases Egg around uh, Amber Island, and then they get to this. Uh, they get to this one 
uh, room of the of the of the house, and and in chases him into a hallway, and then Aang just has this just this badass moment where he basically looks at Zuko and just yells enough and air bends him out the fucking house like it's so cool. Um, I know I just swore, but man, this this fin- like me talking about this finale. There's gonna be a lot of swearing here, okay? A lot of swearing. Just be prepared. Um, so then Zuko then says, you know, how could you be sitting around having beach parties when Sozin's Comet is three days away? Um, and then after a moment of silence, Aang reveals that he was going to wait till after the Comet to defeat the Fire Lord. Um, uh, Katara, um, uh, Katara basically brings up that the whole point of beating him before the comet was to stop them from winning the war, but they pretty much already won the war when they conquered Bossing Say. And then she implies that things can't get any worse, and then Zuko says it's about to get even worse than you can imagine. And then we find out what that war meeting was uh, just before the eclipse. Um, and and he was when he was attending this war meeting, um, they, uh, they discussed that there have been uh, Earth Kingdom rebellions. Um, uh, but Zuko explains that the people of the Earth Kingdom are strong and proud and and, cap- and capable of enduring everything as long as they have hope. Um, Ozai and Azula come to this plan of burning down the Earth Kingdom. And Ozai accepts this idea and says that I'm going, that I'm going to use the power of the comet to destroy, to destroy the Earth Kingdom permanently. Uh, just as Sozin used its power to wipe out the air nomads hundreds of years prior. Um, which will make him the, the which will make Ozai uh, the supreme ruler of the world. Uh, um, okay. And then Zuko tells Aang that you know, I know you're scared and you're not and you're not ready to save the world. But if you don't defeat the fire but if you don't defeat the fire lord before the comet comes, there won't be a world to save. Um Aang feels the pressure because he feels like he can't do this alone. And then his friends say that they'll offer to fight alongside him. And then they all have one big giant group hug. Uh, later, Zuko, Zuko teaches him one last technique, teaches Aang one last technique, and that is how to redirect lightning. Um, uh, and Aang recognizes that the movement is similar to water bending, and then Zuko, Zuko uh, tells tells Aang that his uncle Iroh invented this technique by studying waterbenders. 
And Zuko explains that he has redirected lightning before against his father. And Aang says, well, how did it feel? And then Zuko responds with exhilarating, but terrifying. Um, And Zuko warns Aang that this is a move that could be, that could be very fatal if 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 you make the wrong move uh and then ang says well not over i mean there's always katara and a little spirit water action and katara admits that she used it all up when azula shocked him and zuko says you're gonna have to take his life before he takes yours so then they uh, they come up they their team avatar comes around and they basically um, create this uh, create this little standee of the Fire Lord, aka the Melon Lord, um, and they discuss their their plan. And Toph is acting as the Melon Lord's forces, and of course we get the, we get a great line here where where Toph is like, you know, I am not Toph, I am Melon Lord. Mwahahaha. Um uh, Okay. And then um and then as they're training, uh Aang goes in for the final blow, but he can't do it. He can't bring himself to do it. And you know, Sokka slices off um, the Melon Lord's head. And then we move into later that night. Uh, Katara finds a picture of a baby in the attic. And then thinking that it's Zuko. And then Zuko reveals that it's not him. That's his. That's Ozai. And Suki says, but he looks so sweet and innocent. And then he responds with, well, that's sweet and innocent. Well, that sweet little kid grew up to be a monster. And the worst father in the history of fathers. Um, And Aang tells him that... Tells everyone that he can't bring himself to kill him because all life is sacred. Um, And uh, he, he suggests an idea saying, maybe I can... Maybe I can use glue bending to stick his arms and legs together so that way he can't bend anymore. Yeah, and then maybe you can show him all his baby pictures and all those happy memories will make him good again. Do you really think that could work? No. <laughs> um, um, and then Aang just is pacing around and, he, and he's like, I can't just go around killing people I don't like. And Sokka makes a joke where he says, if it's in the name of keeping balance, I'm pretty sure that the universe will forgive you. And Aang just lashes out in anger. And and then Katara tries to calm him down, but she, he just says, well, when you find a way to, to defeat the Fire Lord without taking his life, I'd love to hear it. Um... Later, uh, Aang is meditating on the porch, accompanied by Momo, and 
as they both fall asleep, they all of a sudden see this appearance of a strange small island off the shore. And then Aang uh, unconsciously is drawn towards the island with Momo flying after him. Uh, the next morning, as everyone's preparing to leave, um, they notice that Aang is gone missing and uh, his glider and Appa are still at the house. And uh, Sokka says, "Well, Aang dis- disappears after dur- before before big before big battle. He's probably on a spirit world journey. Well, but if and Zuko, but if he was, wouldn't his body still be here? Oh yeah. Um. <coughs> so everyone is gonna split up to find Aang, and then Toph decides she's gonna go with Zuko because, as she states, quote." Everybody else got a life-changing field trip with Zuko. Now it's my turn. Um, and then they're searching, and all of a sudden, uh, Suki and Katara go into town, and they hear a crowd chanting Aang's name, and then all they all they see is the Amber Island uh, actor. Um, and then we go to Toph and Zuko, and Toph is just sharing this long story about her childhood. And then Zuko... Look, I get it. I get it. You had a rough childhood, but we should really focus on fighting. Eight. This is the worst field trip ever. Sokka returns, and uh, he and no one has found him. And Toph says, "Does anybody has anyone noticed that Momo's missing too?" Oh no. I knew it was only a matter of time. Appa ain't Momo. Momo, I'm coming for you, buddy. Sokka, Appa didn't eat Momo. He's probably on a, He's probably with Egg. That's just what Appa wants you to think. Get out of the bison's mouth, Sokka. Um. And then uh, they realize that Zuko is kind of the expert when it comes to uh tracking Aang and so they fly off to the Earth Kingdom to go meet an old friend of Zuko's. <clears throat> uh and then meanwhile uh uh Fire Lord Ozai decides that she he that he he's gonna lead uh the air fleet to Bossing Say alone and that Azula will stay in the Fire Nation. Azula begins to panic and slashes out and says, "You can't treat me like Zuko." And her and Ozai explains that that this is an important job that she he only uh, that only she could do. And for her loyalty, um, Ozai has decided to declare her the new Fire Lord. Uh, and Ozai decides that once he becomes the ruler of the world, he will become the Phoenix King. Um, and uh, so we go back to the Earth Kingdom, and Zuko leads the group to a tavern where they find June. Um, the uh, the bounty hunter with 
with a, uh, a sheer shoe that can track Aang anywhere. Um, and then the episode ends, or this the first part ends, with uh, Momo waking Aang up, and Aang, uh, you know, surprised that they're on a mysterious island in the middle of the sea. And that is part one, the Phoenix King. Um, so let so let me just run down the things that I liked about this first part. You know, um, like I said, that that you know enough. <sighs> um, just so cool, so badass. Um, um, I like the fact that we're they're setting up the stakes just right from the beginning. You know, um. The fact that no, this is why the this is why Aang has to defeat the Fire Lord before the the comet comes. This idea of uh, Ozai using its power to wipe out the the last remaining uh, uh, strong the the you know because over the years they destroyed the air uh, Sozin destroyed the air nomad the air nomads. Um, and then over the years, they've kind of, uh, wiped out the, the, the waterbenders over the course of, uh, over the, during that 100 year war, they've kind of, um, been going around and, you know, it's heavily implied, especially with, um, the Southern, the Southern Raiders, it's heavily implied that they kind of went around wiping out waterbenders. Um, and then the Earth Kingdom was kind of the last stronghold. And now Ozai's plan is to just wipe that out completely. And for him to really take over as the as the supreme ruler of the world. Um, now one thing about Ozai that a lot of people have kind of complained about over the years. Well, Ozai's not a really fleshed out villain. And he's not. He's not a very fleshed out villain. But he's definitely seen... But I compare him to, like, Palpatine in the original Star Wars trilogy. When Palpatine first shows up, he's not a fleshed-out villain. It's the same argument I made when when people argue with me that Snoke wasn't a fleshed-out villain. The You know, but, but think about it. When you go back to Return of the Jedi, Palpatine was not a fleshed-out villain. Palpatine was essentially a mustache-twirling villain when we first met him. It's just that over the years, over the years, we've gotten you, we've seen his backstory, and we've you know we've heard his story over the course of many books, TV shows, and and then the pre of obviously the prequel trilogy. We got to learn about Palpatine, and that's what made him such an incredible villain. Ozai never Ozai doesn't have that. Ozai is sim, is again similar to Palper, to what Palpatine was in that original trilogy. Just always kept in the shadows and reveal and and not fully revealed until this season. You know, um if anything like the the person who is the Darth Vader of this um series I mean, some people can make the argument that it's that it's 
Azula, but I think Azula is kind of more of like the, uh, like if I had to compare her to Star Wars, I I would say she she's more of like the um, the the grand the like the grandma of Tarkin, just always evil, and basically evil up until the last moment that we see her. <clears throat> And and then like I guess Zuko is kind of like the I guess Zuko could be like the Vader because you know has a similar arc in a sense that he goes from being evil to becoming ultimately a good person. Um, and I I love the <coughs> I love the dilemma they give Aang in this episode that should he kill the Fire Lord. Or should he spare his life? And this, of course, was introduced when we um, when we watched the Southern Raiders episode. Because, uh, of course, Zuko brings up at the end of that episode, well, if you don't think violence is the answer, then what are you going to do when you face the Fire Lord? And now we see that that dilemma is kind of... Uh, hitting him, you know, um, he believes that all life is sacred, and that, um, killing the Fire Lord is not the way to go about it, um, and then I like, and so I like it, the fact that Aang decides, well, you know, I gotta, I, I need, I need to figure this out on my own, um, and then, uh, I do, I do, like the fact that they kind of leave a mystery as to what this island is uh, that that Aang uh, went to. Um, um, and I love the fact that it just it basically ends with with you essentially asking the question, "Well, where is he? Like, where did he go?" Um, and that answer is coming in part two. So, uh, yeah, so overall part one is, this is a, it's a good starting point to a great, fin- to what it, what is going to end up being a fantastic finale. So let's not waste any more time and let's keep rolling on and let's talk about, uh, Sozin's comment part two titled Old Masters. So we move on to Sozin's Comment Part 2, titled The Old Masters. Um, And we continue with Zuko and the gang at the Earth Kingdom Tavern. Um, They they are talking to June. um, And uh, um, her shoe Nyla begins to track Aang, uh, but is unable to track him because... as uh, according to June, Aang is gone. Like he doesn't exist. Um, and June basically reveals, well, he's not dead because we could we could find him if if he were dead. Um. So then Zuko comes back with another sense, and uh, he comes back with uh, Iroh's sweaty sandal and then they all go off to find Aang 
they all fly on Appa to go to find Aang. Um, and they get to the uh, outer wall of Bossing Say. Um, uh, we go back to the island, and Aang and Momo are wondering where they are. Um, he he's not in the spirit world because he can his because his bending works. Um, and then wondering where he is, uh, Aang goes sees this uh, hexagonal symbol. Um, and is unable to bend it because it's not made of normal earth. Um, and then Aang decides to contact Roku for answers. And um, and he starts to ask Roku for advice on what to do when he faces the Fire Lord. And uh, Roku gives him the advice that, you know, sparing Sozin's life... Um, uh, ultimately is what caused the war to happen. Um, and, uh, he tells Aang that he must be decisive, and then he disappears. Um, uh, we go back to the camp, and all of a sudden, um, our heroes are surrounded by several old masters, uh, Zhang Zhang, uh, Zhang Pian Dao, Paku, and Boomy. Well, well, look who's here. Um, uh, and then they all reve- reveal to each other who they are. Uh, Paku uh, reveals that he is engaged to uh, Sokka and Katara's grandmother. Um, and... Uh, um, and I, I, I just, I love the fact that just all these characters have come back. It's, it, you know, it's really like, um, it really does bring the whole show kind of back when you, when you, and, and they kind of reveal that they are members of the Order of the White Lotus, a secret organization focused on beauty and philosophy, uh, and they were summoned to Bossing Say by Iroh. Who is a Grand Lotus? Um, uh, and then uh, the um, the masters agree to lead them to Iroh, and then Boomy notices someone is missing. Someone is missing from your group. Someone very important. Where's Momo? Um, and then. Sokka responds, he's gone, and so is Aang. Oh, well, so long as they have each other, I'm sure we have nothing to worry about. (laughs) Um, And then all of a sudden, they head off to the White Lotus camp. Uh, Back on the island, Aang summons Avatar Kyoshi for wisdom, um, and then she tells the story of Chin the Conqueror, um, and Aang brings up that, you know, he technically, she technically didn't kill Chin. He, he just fell to his death because he was too stubborn to move out the way. Um, and she says, I would have done whatever I can to stop him. Um, and she says that only justice will bring peace and then disappears. And then Aang responds with, I knew I shouldn't have asked Kiyoshi. 
Um, <clears throat> and this is kind of a, like, just, this is just so funny. It's just, it just, it just, it just reminds me of just something me and uh, Michael have brought up is that, man, you know, if, if Kiyoshi, if this was Kiyoshi's fight, if, if Kiyoshi was fighting in the, in the hundred year war, I mean, let's just face it. Sozin doesn't, Sozin doesn't even start the hundred year war. Let's just, let's just get, I mean, Avatar Kiyoshi would have just, like, just used her fans to just cut his head off. Like, it's just like, like, that's how it feels almost. Um, uh, I knew I shouldn't have asked Kiyoshi. Um, but after that, we cut back to uh, everyone on their way to the camp. And then um, Sokka goes, well, how did you escape your prison uh, in Omashu? Escape? I didn't escape. Everybody else escaped. And then we learn basically how um, on the day of the eclipse, Boomy used it to its advantage to take back his city. Um, and I love, love, you know, what do you think you're doing? And they, and they can't firebend. And all of a sudden, his response, taking back my city. You got no firepower. And it's payback time. And just, just kicks them out of Omashu. And, um, Suki is amazed that, wow, you took back an entire city all by yourself. Um, which kind of proves just, just how badass Boomy is. And, I mean, don't get me wrong, Toph's pretty badass too, but I don't know, man, if, if Toph and Boomy are in a fight, I don't know, I don't know if, I don't know if, uh, that's going to be such an easy fight for Toph. I mean... For 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 an old man, Boomy is pretty uh uh pretty damn strong. Um, and then he's like, "Well, what about you guys? Did you do anything interesting on the day of the eclipse?" Nah, no, not really. <laughs> um, and then we go back to the island. It's kind of a we kind of cut back and forth a lot in this episode, but back in the island, um, Aang summons um. Avatar Kuruk, and uh, and Kuruk explains his time as the Avatar um, that he was more of a laid back kind of go with the flow kind of Avatar. Um, that there was basically you know that the four nations were able to work their problems out on their own. Um, but um him being that kind of laid-back avatar uh, was kind of caused Ko the face-stealer um, to uh, punish Kuruk for his laziness uh, by uh, by dragging his love into the spirit world. And he blames himself for that. Um and he tells Aang that he must actively shape his own destiny as well as the destiny of the world. Um, and then we, and then, 
and then he de- he decides to call upon one last avatar and she and he calls upon avatar yang chen who is an air nomad who is uh an air yeah an air nomad um and though they both agree that all life is sacred yang chen insists that the avatar has a duty to protect the world um and um and you can't just detach yourself from the world uh you can't detach you know that the, the avatar's sole duty is to the world and um and she tells Aang that he must do whatever it takes to protect the world um and then Aang looks to Momo and says I guess I don't have a choice Momo I have to kill the fire lord uh and then the gang ar- the and then meanwhile the gang arrives at the white lotus camp Zuko goes into Iroh's tent and sits down and waits for him to wake up uh the next morning uh Zuko uh cry tearfully apologizes and um Iroh just pulls him in for a hug you know, how could you how could you just forgive me so easily? I thought you'd be furious with me. I was never angry with you. I was sad because I thought you had lost your way um and uh, uh and then Zuko and Iroh officially kind of make up um the next day uh egg sees that the uh that the uh the island itself is moving um and he discovers that what he's actually been on this whole time is a giant is the back of a giant lion turtle which if you know the lore of avatar and specifically if you've watched the legend of korra you know just how important these lion turtles are um and so ang imparts the uh the the wisdom of this lion turtle and the lion turtle responds with the true mind can weather all the lies and illusions without being lost the true heart can tough the the poison of hatred without being harmed since be, since beginningless time darkness thrives in the void but always yield to purifying light. Uh, the lion turtle brings up uh, a paw, uh, his two his two claws touching Aang's chest and forehead, uh, causing a green light to illuminate. Um, Aang, Aang doesn't understand the, the turtle's words, but is comforted by this wisdom and is left on the land. And he waits for Fire Lord Ozai's arrival. Um, as night falls, the air fleets are preparing to leave, and Sozin's comet arrives, and Aang waits with anticipation.
and ready to save the world. And that is part two, the old masters. Uh, so again, going into the things that I like about this episode, um, uh, I love seeing that, uh, I love seeing the old masters, Piandao, John, John, Paku, Boomy, uh, love seeing all of them back. It's, it's great, especially, uh, especially, uh, Boomy, uh, cause he's one of my favorite characters in the show as well. Uh, uh, I like seeing Aang speaking to the past avatars, um, especially getting to meet characters like, uh, Kuruk, which I kind of want them to either give him his own book or give him a, um, a limited series on like Paramount Plus. Um, I think it'd be really cool to kind of get to know more of his story. Um, uh, and, uh, I just, I love, I, I do love that response. I knew I shouldn't have asked Kiyoshi. Um, I love the story of Bumi taking back Omashu. Um, it's, again, just shows how, how powerful, um, powerful he is. Um, and I do like that moment where Zuko and Iroh do finally come together. It, it's, it's it's nice to see that, especially after watching the first half of the season where, you know, Iroh has basically kind of like just been like, no, you betrayed me, man. And you would think that Iroh would still hold on to that, but he's learned to forgive and um, has always, deep down, has always known that Zuko would eventually find his uh, his path and his, and his own way. Um and I do like that line. No, I was never angry with you. I was sad because I was afraid you lost your way. Um, oh, I just I forgot to talk about the most important part of the of 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 the episode. Um, so the gang is 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 talking to Iroh, and uh, and they 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 they're they're like, well. Why don't you kill the Fire Lord? You know, you're you're probably the only other person who can do it. And Iroh refuses to do it because he says it would be a wrong the wrong way to end the war. Um, that you know, a brother killing a brother to people, history would just see it as a brother killing a brother to grab power. Um, and stating that the only way for this war to end peacefully is for the Avatar to do it. And then everyone kind of plans their their part in the fight. Sokka, Suki, and Toph are going to stop the airship fleet. Um, uh, Katara and Zuko are going to go face Azula. And the White Lotus are all going to go and reconquer Ba Sing Se. And then Iroh has a great line before they all leave. Uh, stating that today destiny is our friend. I know it. Um, and then the reveal of the lion turtles is is, is great as well. Um, and of course, Sozin's comet begins. Um, so uh, yeah, 
that is part two, the old masters. Uh, now we are going to get into uh, part three, which is titled Into the Inferno. Alright, so now we are on Sozin's Comet, part three, Into the Inferno. Um, so, Sozin's Comet is here. This is the, uh, the, the, the battle that, uh, has been set up throughout the series, and it's finally here. Um, and we start off with Zuko and Katara on Appa, um... Zuko expresses that he's worried um, that he'll lose to Ozai, and Katara assures Zuko that Aang is going to come back. Um, at the Fire Nation Palace, uh, Azula is being cared for and cleaned, and then she spits out a cherry pit and banishes the banishes the servants who. Uh, who is was serving her the cherries. Uh, meanwhile, Sokka, Suki, and Toph are making their way towards the airship fleet, and Suki, um, and then all of a sudden, and they get there, but they, but it, they're, they're, they're too late. The ships are beginning to depart, and Toph earth bends them aboard one of the ships. <clears throat> Uh, back at the palace, the leader of the Daily and six other Daily agents arrived before Azula in the Fire Lord's throne room. Um, she uh, berates them for being late, and she uh, and she banishes them. Um, and this is kind of where we start to see Azula's downfall into madness. Uh, on the infiltrated airship, Toph knocks out the control room, knocks down the control room door, and uses metal bending to basically, uh, knock, to incapacitate the soldiers and the captain. Uh, Sokka has an idea of how to get rid of the rest of the crew, and on the loudspeaker, he uh, invites everyone to celebrate a birthday. Um, and then there's two guys there, and he, and they and they and they. There's a good little comedic moment where the guy's like, "So do you know whose birthday this is?" I can't believe the captain remembered my bir <coughs> my birthday. He really does care. Um, and. All of a sudden, they all fall into the uh, the, the ocean, and one of them uh, even pops out and goes, "Happy birthday!" Um. Uh. And then they increase the ship's speed to catch up to Ozai's ship. Um. And then uh, Lo and Lee approach Azula. And they come. They decide that you know it's uh, it's probably best if we postpone the coronation. And she orders them to duel each other in an Agni car in an Agni Kai. But they both kind of admit, well, but we're not firebenders. All right, Lo, you're banished. Lee, you can stay. But 
but I'm Lee, so who's banished? Um, and then we go to Bossing Say, and uh, and Iroh is leading the charge, uh, and he is feeling the power of the comets and releases a powerful blast that breaks through the wall and they invade the uh, city uh, to set them free. Um, <clears throat> uh, back at the palace, Azula is looking in a mirror trying to do her hair. Uh, she ends up cutting her bangs and uh, Azula looks into uh, the mirror and sees her mother and uh, her mother is, tells her that um, she's used fear to control people um, and Azula says that you know fear is the only way to fear is the only way even you fear me and then um, and then her mother Ursa says no that she that she actually loves her and Azula throws her brush and destroys the mirror as she as she ends up crying to herself um uh meanwhile they are not uh, Sokka is not able to catch up to Ozai's ship and Ozai begins to scorch the earth kingdom uh below and Aang stands there and tells Momo that he has to go, um, and then, uh, and then Ozai notices that the Avatar is there, and the confrontation we've all been waiting for, uh, Fire Lord Ozai and Avatar Aang, um, uh, and then, uh, Sokka looks through, uh, Sokka looks and notices, and is jumping with happiness that Aang has returned. Uh, and then, uh, Ozai, uh, boasts that the universe has brought him, has brought him the Avatar as an act of providence, um, and then Aang tries to stop the fight, early, but Ozai declares that he has all the power in the world, um, and the fight begins, um, and it's mostly just Aang kind of running from, from Ozai, you know, Aang will occasionally do a cool move, um, but it's mostly just Ozai chasing Aang, but, uh, but, as they're watching the fight, Suki wonders if they should be helping him, but Sokka uh, believes that they shouldn't interfere because it is Aang's fight, and they need to focus on on stopping the fleet. Um, uh, back at the palace, uh, Azula's coronation begins, but it's interrupted with the arrival of Zuko and Katara on Appa, and Zuko says that you know, uh, says, sorry, but you're not going to become Fire Lord today. I am. Uh, and then Azula suggests that they settle their ownership of the crown 
in an Agni Kai. And Zuko accepts the challenge. And then they're preparing for their fights, and uh, Azula says, I'm sorry it had to end this way, brother. And then Zuko, no, you're not. And the best fight of the show begins. I'll get into that when I start talking about the things that I love. Um, uh, Aang and Ozai are evenly matched. Uh, 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 Ozai starts shooting lightning, and then Aang eventually uh, catches the last lightning strike and is preparing to redirect it back at Ozai, but then instead redirects it into the sky. And then we see uh, Zuko and Azula's duel. Um, uh, Zuko taunts her for not using lightning, uh, boasting that she's afraid to redirect it. Um, and Azula prepares a lightning attack, and instead of sending it to Zuko, she sends it towards Katara, who just, for some reason, decides to just stand there. Um, and, uh, uh, Zuko ends up jumping in and catches the attack. Uh, and then, uh, uh, Aang is overwhelmed and cornered by Ozai. Earth bends a shield around himself, and Ozai has a line that is just, only, only an evil person can get, can just just taunts him and and he says you're weak just like the rest of your people they did not deserve to exist in this world in my world prepare to join them prepare to die um and by the way can i i just gotta get pro mark hamill who voices ozai in this show just dang he's so good so good and he delivers that line like, such an evil bastard. Like, such an evil bastard. It's so great. Um, and, uh... And he attacks, and that is the end of part three. Um... So, things that I like. <clears throat> I love seeing the slow downfall of Azula. Um, not just, you know... Physically, she was just becoming a mess, but just psychologically, you can tell just she's just falling apart from the inside. Um, and uh, uh, I like the perfectly, I like the the humor that's perfectly well placed, just at the right moment. Um, um, and I gotta say, like. I know that I, I know that I could talk about the 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 Aang and Ozai fight, but I got to talk about the best fight in the show, and that is Zuko versus Azula in their Agni Kai. Not just the animation, which is gorgeous, and the use of color is perfect, but the music in this scene, the music is so fucking great. Like, I just, I, I gotta, I gotta bring this up, because 
Because this music is so great. Uh, here it is. And, and just like how um, the show had kind of been setting up um, the like they've 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 kind of been setting up the the conversation between Aang and the Fire Lord. They did such a good job of really getting of setting this fight up also because. Um, uh, because we've seen kind of like Zuko's um, frustrations with the fact that um, Ozai has always favored Azula, and just that jealousy of 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 Zuko of Azula being the of the the, the favorite of the two, um, and uh, I don't know, like I just I I think. I think back at like every single moment that Zuko and Azula share the screen together and it's all led to this confrontation. And man is it great. <clears throat> Just that the the mix of the orange and the red and you know at one point Zuko does gain the upper hand and then um Azula shoots that lightning and that's when the fight kind of like gets out of control. You know, that's when the Agni Kai ends and Azula just starts basically wrecking shop and starts going after Katara. Um and yeah, just and, and don't get me wrong, the fight between Aang and Ozai is great. It's a great fight. But it's mostly just Aang running from Ozai, and then as we'll get into in part four, the the reverse kind of happens, <clears throat> um, and uh, yeah, but I and I also I and I and I just I also really like the the other side missions that are going on, you know, like the bossing, like reconquering bossing say with the White Lotus, and Sokka's little side mission. You know, they kind of did kind of take the Return of the Jedi approach and really started kind of like okay. Everyone's going to have their own missions, you know. They could have done the Return of the King thing where they all just, where you have the Fire Nation on one side, all of our heroes on the other, and they all charge. You could have had a moment like that, but I'm glad they decided to go in a different direction than that. Um, and so, yeah, uh, and that is part three. 
And now we will move on to part four with Avatar Aang. All right. And now we are moving on to part four. And that that is uh, Sozin's Comet part four. The final chapter of book three titled Avatar Aang. So let me just bring up the, sorry guys, let me just bring up the page here. So we pick up right where the, the part three left off. Um, Ozai is continuing to blast away at Aang's Earth Shield. Um, and then uh, we cut to uh, Toph and Sokka on top of the airship. Uh, Toph metal bends the rudder to make the to make the ship spiral into the others, um, and then uh, we eventually see them getting chased onto another airship um, before falling off uh, onto another one, uh, which is being uh, controlled by Suki. Um, <clears throat> Uh, we go back to uh, Ozai and Aang. Ozai completely overwhelms Aang's uh, spear, and he uh, the 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 shield breaks apart, and Aang uh, Aang kind of is pressed against this jagged stone wall. Um, and it hits him right where his uh, scar is on his back. And what that ends up doing is upon the collision, that's uh, the his his final chakra is unlocked. Is uh, is is unblocked, I should say. And Aang receives visions of his uh, of his uh, avatar. Of the other avatars in the avatar state, uh, lining beside him, and all of a sudden, uh, Ang proceeds to push Ozai away, and he is full on avatar state, and he basically uh, forms, uh, starts floating in this uh, sphere uh, made out of air. Um, and then Aang roars, uh, and shoots fire from his mouth and his limbs, and essentially what happens is that he brings all the four elements together, um, and just, you know, we see him, you know, in, with this, uh, sphere of air and a, uh, uh, like a circle of, uh, of water around him with a ring of fire around the sphere and rocks around him as well. And he has successfully done it. After three seasons, uh, he has mastered all four elements. Um, in Bossing Say, the, the White Lotus is successful at liberating the city. Uh, Paku and Piandao work, are, are working together to get work together to get pacifier nation soldiers um Bumi and Zhang Zhang take each take down several 
uh, Fire Nation tanks, and Iroh burns down the Fire Nation flag hanging from the Earth Kingdom Royal Palace. Um, and then Aang, <coughs> uh, possessed by the uh, Avatar State, charges at Ozai and knocks him into the, into the sky. Uh, and you know, and like I said earlier, um, you know, the fight starts with Ozai chasing Aang. And then once Aang goes into the Avatar state, it kind of reverses, uh, and it goes, <laughs> it turns into basically, uh, Aang is now chasing Ozai. Um, again, the the fight is a it's a good fight, but it's not ne- near as just br- brilliant and fantastic and creative as the fight between Azula. And Zuko, uh, as I stated in the previous episode. Um, uh, but speaking of Azula, back at the Fire Nation capital, Azula is shooting uh, fire and lightning at Katara. Um, and uh, uh, as she is taunting uh, Zuko, she's chasing uh, Katara. And... Um, Eventually, Katara discovers this grate with water underneath uh, and some chains nearby. So she lures Azula above the grate, bends water around them, and just before Azula is able to, uh, uh, you know, shoot lightning in close range, um, uh, Katara freezes them both in place. And... uh, and then she ends up unfreezing uh, the water around herself and swims around uh, to basically um, uh, tie, you, uh, with the chains, tie Azula's hands to the grate. Um, and then she melts the water and she runs to Zuko to heal him. And then uh, and Zuko is healed. And then we just see um, Azula just just go into full-on, like, she is screaming, releasing fire from her mouth, um, screaming and crying uncontrollably um, as Zuko and Katara just just look, uh, look at her, you know, this, this, proud warrior of the of the fire nation this proud warrior you know fire nation princess is now just you know is is just crying and and screaming uncontrol <coughs> uncontrollably <laughs> and they they look at her essentially with with pity you know um and then we go back to ang and ozai Aang is still controlled by the Avatar State and uh, eventually catches Ozai and uh, ends up uh, using uh, earthbending to hold down his, his arms and legs. And then he's hovering over Ozai and he s- says, uh, you and your forefathers have, have, disrupted the bal- have disrupted the balance of this world. And now 
you shall pay the ultimate price. Um, uh, and then, um, just as Aang is about to deliver the final blow, um, uh, Aang gets out of it and returns to his peaceful state and, uh, says, I'm not going to end it like this. Um, and Ozai goes in for the attack, but then Aang uses, um, basically Toph's signature earthbending technique and quickly, uh, disables him and, uh, uses a technique that the lion turtle gave to him. And this technique uh, is allows Aang to bend Ozai's inner energy, risking uh, being totally destroyed uh, himself. Uh, and then Aang's blue energy is nearly consumed <laughs> by, by Ozai's orange energy, but he manages to overcome it, and a pillar of blue light shoots up into the sky, and um, Ozai goes to basically um, firebend, but he can't. Uh, he can't firebend, and then Aang tells him that you know he's removed Ozai's fire. He took away Ozai's firebending, and that he can't use it to hurt anyone ever again. Um, demonstrating his new, his, his control over the Avatar state, Aang waterbends the tides, uh, to rise and douse the burning land, and then Momo flies back to him and lands on his shoulder, and Avatar Aang has won the day. Um, he has won in his fight against the Fire Lord. Um... Sokka, Toph, and Suki meet up with Aang, um, and they they learn about where he's been, what he's been doing, and how he was able to defeat the defeat the Fire Lord. And then there's a nice little moment where they all you know taunt him, and Sokka calls him the Loser Lord. Um, Toph calls him the Phoenix King of getting his butt whooped, and then Suki ends up trying. She goes, King of the Guys who don't win, leave the nicknames to us, honey. Um, that's a great, that's, that's such a great moment. Um, the next day, Zuko is uh, getting ready for his coronation, and then we see May. <laughs> May is back, and she arrives and helps him, and uh, they they share a kiss, and uh, they are back together. But she also gives him a warning to not ever break up with her again. Which we never do get. Which, come to think of it, they never did. Um, I mean, unless I'm unless I'm forgetting any of the comics, I don't think they ever talked about if, uh, if Zuko did break up with May. Maybe they just got, maybe they just stayed together. Maybe the, I don't know. I don't know. That's interesting. Um... Everyone is soon reunited at the Fire Nation capital city. Um, Sokka and Katara find their father, Hakoda, who tells them that he's proud of them and that their mother would be too. 
and then Sokka sees that Tai Li is dressed in a uniform among the Kyoshi warriors. <laughs> and then uh, Tai Li explains that she's now a, uh, a Kyoshi warrior. And that, uh, you know, she taught them how to use the chi blocking technique and she was allowed to join the, the, the Kyoshi warriors and now they're going to be best friends forever. Um, and then, uh, Zuko approaches Aang and, um, and him and Aang are wearing, Aang is now wearing his, um, a, Airbending master attire, um, and then uh, Zuko approaches and says, "I can't believe a year, a year ago, my my lifelong mission was to capture you, and now, and now we're friends." And uh, Aang replies, with, and Aang replies with. Um, I can't believe a year ago I was still frozen in a block of ice. The world seems so different now. And then Zuko responds with that the world is going to be even more different when they build it, when they rebuild it together. And then they hug, and then the coronation begins, and then Zuko addresses um, the crowd and addresses that the war is finally over. And I... I I, I have a speech here, um, and this is what the speech says. Today, this war is finally over. I promised my uncle that I would restore the honor of the Fire Nation, and I will. The road ahead of us is challenging. A hundred years of fighting has left the world scarred and divided. But with the Avatar's help, we can get it back on the right path and begin a new era of love and peace. And Zuko is officially crowned the new Fire Lord. Um, and then he goes to pay a little visit to his imprisoned father, Ozai, who is ragged and defeated. And he, you know, is like, oh, I should count myself lucky. The new Fire Lord has graced me with the... With his presence to my lonely prison cell, and Zuko is just like you know, you should spare your, you should consider, you should count yourself lucky that the Avatar spared your life. And then Ozai, you know, why are you really here? And then Zuko, of course, says the one thing that I remember when. This first aired, every Avatar fan, I'm sure, had the exact same reaction, which is, where is my mother? No! I mean, come on. Everybody had that reaction. Everyone went, you son of a bitch! Um, but if you want to find out what happens to his mother, go read uh, the search. Con go read the search. Uh, it's an Avatar comic that takes place after the show. And you find out a lot about what happens to Zuko's mom. It's it's actually a really great story. Um, in fact, read all of the Avatar comics because they're really fantastic. Um, but then, sometime later in Bossing Say, uh, life has improved. Uh, the world 
and uh, life has improved in the world. Um, uh, and then we see that Iroh has opened up his tea shop again, the Jasmine Dragon. Um, and then Zuko is serving tea to everybody. And Sokka is, is painting a portrait to remember the good times that they had together. And turns out he didn't really do a good job because Katara complains about her oversized hair loopies. Um, uh, Zuko says that his Zuko complains that his hair is not that spiky. Um, May thinks she looks like a man, and Suki is and Suki goes. And why did you paint me firebending? Um. And then Toph makes a joke. Well, I think you all look perfect. Um, and then Aang goes outside. And then Katara follows him out there. And another aspect that fans have been waiting. An entire series for. The, the one burning question of. Katara and Aang, will they, won't they, yada, 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 all comes to, all comes to a close as Katara and Aang start their, their new relationship with a kiss, and the camera pans up to the sky, and the, the words, the end, appear on the screen, and that is... The ending of Avatar The Last Airbender. Specifically. That is the ending. Of Sozin's Comet. The finale. Of this amazing show. Um, a few things that I want to mention. Um, I love. Uh, Suki's big comeback moment. Uh, it reminds me of the Eagles. Showing up in the final battle. Of Return of the King. Just. That moment of, you know, when when everybody's screwed, um, somebody's all the the our heroes have backup. Uh, and that's all that that's just really cool to see. Um uh I love seeing Aang using all four elements. I think it's one of the most uh badass moments of the entire series. Um and then Azula's meltdown is actually very tragic, considering like when you when you real you really start to see the downfall of this character, at least psychologically, her downfall. And the funny thing is, is that they've actually been planting that seed since the beginning of season three. Um, if you go back to the episode titled "The Beach," um, they had a, a scene. Where um, Azula admits that, you know, she didn't have her mother's appreciation. And that hurt her deep deep down inside. So you really start to see that, um, that psychological breakdown beginning to happen. Uh, and then with the portrayal of May and Tylee, you see it even further. And then... It just all comes crashing down when uh, after she's defeated by after she's outsmarted uh, by Katara. Um, uh, now let me talk a little bit about energy bending because this is a very it's a very controversial topic amongst fans of this show. 
Um, does it make sense, and or is it just another Deus Ex Machina? Because this show, Avatar: The Last Airbender, and I'll admit this as the world as the biggest fan of the show, has quite a bit of Deus Ex Machinas. You know, is energy bending a bit of a Deus Ex, ex Machina? I tend to argue no, because I, I, I think it's an interesting actually technique that's. Um, that's introduced in the lore. Um, I think, considering that the Avatar is able to harness the enough power to uh, bend all four elements, um, you would think that they would also have that power to bend the energy within uh, another person. Because also... Waterbenders have the ability to bend like the actual blood within within another person's body, and I think um, energy bending is a very similar thing. But the the only difference with energy bending is that you know you're not like like the the person like like when Ang does. When 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 Aang is is bending Ozai's energy, um, Ozai is completely still during the whole thing. But when you go back to and watch something like um, the Southern Raiders and you see Katara do, using blood bending, she's actively controlling a person's body, and Aang really isn't controlling the body, but he's controlling the energy within the body. You know, um, and I and I don't think that's too far fetched. I I don't think so because, like I said, I think if the Avatar has the power to harness all four elements, then they 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 would ha easily have the power to bend somebody else's energy. Now, if you watch Legend of Korra, of course, um, in season two, they definitely delve into this a lot more. Not just the energy bending, but how the Avatar is able to bend all four elements. I'm not going to get into that here because I hate that show so much. If you want to learn more about it, go watch Legend of Korra. You can find out all about it later. Um, me personally. Um, but but as far as energy bending goes and how it's used in the finale, I don't think it's... I don't think it's... I, I wouldn't say it's a deus ex machina. Um, I think they've established it pretty early on um, with the lion's hurdle. And and that also plays back into the lore that's established in The Legend of Korra um, that how important the lion turtles are within that story of the avatar and you know the the master of the elements you know um but again i won't get into that here because then this would be a three-hour show um i love uh seeing may and tylee return especially um seeing tylee becoming a member of the kiyoshi warriors i think that's awesome um 
Zuko being crowned the new Fire Lord is fantastic. Um, you talk about a throwback to Return of the King, like that is a definite callback. That feels like a, a definite like nod to Return of the King. Just you know, I almost wanted um, uh, him to start singing a song after that. <laughs> um, <coughs> but I almost, but I, I almost wanted there to to be a moment where uh, Zuko goes to Aang and goes, Avatar, you bow to no one. And then everyone just bows. No. Um, that would have been cool, but but no. But no. That, that return, that's Return of the King's thing. And I love, I love that final moment, man. I just, I love that moment of seeing, not just seeing the, not just that fun moment with Sokka painting that, that portrait, but also just seeing Aang and Katara have that moment together, you know, because that's what the show had, that's one of the core relationships that the show had been building since that very first episode ever since that moment where Katara discovered Aang in that um in that iceberg when you knew at some point that that's that Katara and Aang at some point were going to be together you know um, you just never knew when that was going to happen. You, you never knew that when that was going to happen. And back then, you know, when, when, when this show was actually on week to week, you never, you, we still never knew we were, we were us as people watching this show as it was airing, just kind of was like, ah, oh, when, when are we going to get that moment? When are we going to get that moment? And they held it off until the final episode. To give them that final moment. And it is the perfect way to wrap up the story of The Last Airbender. Um, so yeah, that is Sozin's Comet. All four parts. The finale. Um, yeah. Uh, guys, we're, we're, we're done. We've reviewed it. We've we've gone through every single episode of Avatar The Last Airbender. It's crazy. We started this show back in 2020. And now we're here on December 6th, 2023. It's crazy. It's insane. That all that has led to this. Um. So... Here's what's going to happen now. Um, while, yes, we have reviewed the finale of the show, this is not the final episode of Avatar The After Show. That will be next week, as we do not only a season wrap-up, <coughs> but not just a wrap-up of season three, um, but a wrap-up of the series as a whole. Um we're going to talk about what my favorite episode of the show is, what my least favorite episode of the show is, um, what my uh, favorite episode of season three is, what my least favorite episode of season three is, um, and, uh, and you know we'll we'll get into and and then uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say a few words during that uh, final episode that uh, 
hopefully will 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 resonate with you good people. So uh but that will do it for this week's episode guys. Uh like I said, we've we've done it. We've finished this we have gone on this journey together and we've finished every episode of Avatar the Last Airbender. But that will do it for this episode, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the podcast, make sure you share it and subscribe. I think I should subscribe to the podcast because Zeke the Geek said so. Um, there's going to be a brand new episode of the Web Swingers podcast this upcoming Saturday. And this upcoming Sunday, there will be a brand new episode of the Zeke Sedzo Show. And I can officially confirm to you guys that next week will be the final week of recording of podcasting and on December 16th the Zeke said so holiday special the Zeke said so the Zeke said so (coughs) wow let me try that again the Zeke said so show Christmas special uh is going to air on December 16th 2023 that is a Saturday normally the show goes up on Sundays but it's going to be a Saturday for for the Zeke Setso show. Um, the Web Singers podcast will air on Friday with Avatar the After Show airing next Thursday. So it's so Thursday, Friday, and Saturday you're going to get uh, episodes of that uh, episodes of the podcast that week. Uh, but that will do it. That will do it, guys, for this uh, for this review and for this episode uh thank you so much for listening and i'll talk to you guys later peace out